Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva. And this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about whether or not you're a leader or a manager in your business. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help or ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy New Week. Hey, Happy New Week. It's, it's Monday. It is Monday. Big glorious day. I feel like I haven't talked to you this week that much in the past couple of days. I think I've been. Yeah, it was kind of a today's Monday. It was a quiet weekend. Yeah. And then a quiet week last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent all, I had like the most boring weekend I've had in so long, but I needed it because the AC had been out of my house. Uh huh. And the windows were open, and there was construction putting a new one in, and there was dust and everywhere. I couldn't, Ugh. I couldn't sit down, and yeah. so I literally spent the whole weekend in OCD mode, and I cleaned this thing Ugh. top to bottom. I mean, there was an inch of dust everywhere. It was a disgusting mess, but like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't sit down. I couldn't. I was like obsessive. I, I kept thinking to myself, and they make medication that would really help me, but <laughs> it's just not. I needed it because the house needed it. Yeah, after they were all done. Yeah, after after everyone left, yeah, it was disgusting though. Like, that's they put so much dust off redoing yeah, that stuff. They do, and it's it's. And then the, with the windows open for five days, yeah, you know, it was just and it was raining outside. I wouldn't hear, but but yeah. Anyway, it was just, it was dirty, so I spent two full days just deep cleaning this place. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I was like, I was like, well, I haven't called him. He hasn't called me, so I guess everything's okay. Yeah, I'm on, I'm wearing my hands and knees, like yeah, hand polishing the the wood, the, the trim. Yeah. Your, your evil stepmother was getting you. <laughs> oh man, well, I, I feel like I went a little OCD too this this past week, and you know, it was good for me. It kind of I was in a weird headspace and kind of working through some of that, but. I realized that when I started Lamuel, a lot of the stuff I just put in like my personal accounts and just was, I'll get it started. You know, the business wasn't set up yet, you know, whether it was like advertising or whatever payment processor and stuff. And I started going through my personal accounts and I was like, man, there's a lot of money coming out of here that I just feel like I need to move and get into the right spot because I'm paying for it, but I don't pull money from the businesses. I've been trying to turn everything back. And I realized I was like, I had this little drain going that I didn't really see. And, you know, we talked about on a show not too long ago where, you know, get in control of it, go through it, know exactly where every dollar's going. Shit, it was close to there. I was able to reduce business expenses by like a hundred and say thirty-five bucks, and then had like eight hundred dollars a month coming out of personal accounts that should have been businesses. That's a lot of money just kind of mm-hmm. floating through every month. Yeah, and yeah. So, <laughs> I'm surprised you let it get to that point, dude. It was just like it didn't matter. It was like I just I'm guilty as just the next person is. I'm no business mastermind guru, hot shot, whatever. You know, life just happens sometimes, and Oh, this, some months I would transfer it over. Some months I wouldn't. <laughs> I can say that's never happened. <laughs> to I mean, me. maybe it maybe it was laziness because of you know a few good months, and it's not really a big deal, you know. But it was a uh, it was a lesson for me as a, of, of us practicing what we preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I just gotta get you to switch over to profit first. Make, yeah, make your life that's, that's so much pretty, easier. Well, as I'm going through all of this stuff, I pull up my 2008 tax return that because I you know I do my own taxes. And I, which we won't talk about. Yeah, we're not, I'm not going into yeah. that. But 
it spit out my anticipated estimated payments required for 19. It was like the first three pages of my tax return, but I never opened up my tax return and looked at it because I just submitted everything electronically and it saved that on the PDF. So apparently I had three bills I needed to pay that didn't get paid. Three tax bills? <laughs> three bills for 2019 uh, to for my estimated taxes. Oh, for your quarterly taxes? My quarterly taxes. Oh, and you didn't pay those? Nah. Did you get hit with a fine? Last year I did, and I was okay with that. It was The, the fine cost me less than the money I made off the money I would have paid. Oh, like sense? if you invested that money yeah. in interest or something? Yeah, well, ROI, that's what we do a show on, yeah. bro. Land interest. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I what, don't what, Do you know what the, it is off the top of your head if you don't pay the fee? Uh, it's a percentage, and it was, it was a pretty low percentage. I mean, it wasn't something I was like, they told me, and I go, and I'm never paying quarterly taxes. I remember thinking that when I got penalty in for that. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I got into it like an argument with one of our friend's wives over that because she had just started her own business. And, uh-huh. and I'm like, well, did you set up your quarterly taxes yet and start paying that? She's like, I don't have to do that. And she immediately hit me with attitude. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, you do. <laughs> no, I knew I was going to, but I was like, ah, it's not that much. I'm not too worried about it. And then the fee came in. I go, oh, wow, I actually did better investing the money myself than giving it to the government. So It's just that free money you're giving them, though, just because you didn't pay. Uh, yeah. And they already take enough. They take enough. I paid a lot in taxes that, that year. I don't even want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if you had a tax account <laughs> yeah. from your Profit First. You just send it off. This isn't a Profit First show. This is a, <laughs> you were OCD, I was a little OCD. And then I, I got to give some props where props are due. JT, when you, you you recommended Blinkist, we talked about it a couple shows ago. I switched from music to Blinkist at the gym, and I'm consuming so much like information now in books. It's unreal. Like I've, I felt like a part of me was missing on the information con- consumption. And now with that, it's it's uh, crazy. You would think that I would do a commercial there because I've heard some podcasts say, oh, yeah, for our listeners, go to Blinkist. You get seven days free. No, that's for anybody. You can get seven days free by just going there. Yeah, I think by just pretending not to do a commercial, you just did a commercial. It's, it's in my podcast academy degree mm, I got when I yeah. went to podcast academy school ah. in 2018. Do you find yourself just sitting at the bench listening to the book or do you actually? You see these arms, baby? You know I'm lifting. I'm kind of far away. It's kind of hard, kind of hard to see them. <laughs> no, I actually work out with it because I was listening to podcast. I was listening to like I listen to our podcast at the gym, but typically it was music. And then I'm kind of in between sets. I scroll through like different things to because I'm always multitasking. Mm. So. Yeah, I find like when I'm driving and I'm listening to like a book podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's reading. I'm I'll just find that I just sit in the car like oh, I got to finish this chapter or something. It's I believe that the best people in the world. If they pull up to a place to stop and there is a good song or something that's got their attention, they'll sit there and finish it. I think those are the best people in the world. <laughs> the, the people that sit at a stoplight and, and a stop, I'm behind you and you're just... Not at a stoplight. Like if I pull up to my house and it's and it's a jam's going on and I've got a little bit cranked up, you better believe I'm sitting there finishing a jam. I just don't turn it off all willy-nilly. I live in the moment. Okay. All right. I'm, I lead my life. I'm not a manager of it. <laughs> good segue. Yeah, no. Let's talk about it. Talk about it. So are you a leader or manager in your business? And for a lot of the people that listen to our show, they own their own company, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what they do. They, they own a real estate company. If you didn't know that, you are the leader of your company. But by doing that, a lot of people get stuff in the, minis- the, the minuscule, the little task, and they manage the business. Oh, the KPI says this, or I need to get a hold of this person, I need to get a hold of that, versus focusing on what the goals are and getting to that. And I've heard the term means goals and end goals and the difference between it like you know if my and we were talking before the show and I used the example like if I was if I want to lose 30 pounds that's my goal you know 
is it good to say, okay, hey, I hit my goal, or is it better to say, hey, my goal is to learn how to eat healthy, to work out, and then now I do that, and I've got that going, and it brings me down to that 30-pound weight, and that's just a, you know, a part of the journey, you know, hitting that goal or whatever that goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, actually a pretty big topic with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something I'm always trying to preach to people. I, in fact, I was just out with a friend for dinner the other night and talking about um, their real estate business and, mm-hmm. you know, where they were going, and you either are the CEO and you're leading the ship, mm-hmm. right? You're the leader or you're creating a job for yourself or you're just a manager and you're worried about all the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And the only way to like truly succeed is to put yourself in that CEO position and lead the company. And steer the ship. Yeah. You have to steer the ship. So if you're not thinking long-term, if you're not thinking of ways to grow, if you're not thinking of everything and then implementing ways to get that done mm-hmm. by either hiring out or partnering or doing whatever you need to do, then you've just created a job for yourself and you're managing everything day to day. To day. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. I think a, the easy thing to do is fall back to that manager position now. Mm, yeah, it's real easy. Really, because business is hard. Yeah. Business is I think it's hard. There's always something coming up, and it's real easy to just kind of kick back. and Or not kick back, but it's real easy to just like, well, let me handle this. Let me do this. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. And then you're so busy, you forget about the big picture. Yeah. One of the, the things I was lucky with in, in kind of a corporate career or professional career at the railroad, they would my bosses were really good about saying, hey, run it like you're the CEO make the plans, do all this stuff, and then work backwards from there. And we talk a lot about working backwards from what your end goal is and how to steer to that. You know, I remember going to a, a terminal where I got to take over and it was, it was doing pretty bad. Everybody was in bad moods. And it just wasn't going well. And then I started throwing some goals up there and the people were looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh, you're a young punk kid. You don't know. You're not going to figure this out, whatever. But then you started getting a team behind you because they started seeing a little bit of success. And that change happened where they went from feeling like they were the worst in the railroad to, hey, nobody can catch us. Nobody can beat us. And it was because we had, I had a vision of where I wanted to go. And then I supported that, that vision to them on their level to where they were able to do that job. And they continually got more successful and more successful. And then when I got pulled out of there, and for about a year and a half, it continued to, to run like that. And then slowly started because the, the old imagine, oh, I'm going to pound you. I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to get you. The, the command and control style took over versus the the, I don't want to call it a motivation or a, you know, soft or hand hugging, but it was a, Hey, this is where we're going. Now let's just all work together and do what you're good at to get to that point. Because as a leader of a company, if you're the CEO and you shouldn't have to be good at data entry, mm-hmm. that's probably not your task. Your task is to ensure that you have the resources in place and you're doing it in a way that the rest of the team that has, that needs that can be successful where they have the tools they need. And I think a lot of people miss that. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that get mad at like their boss or their supervisor because like, well, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Well, he put the plan in place and he yeah. gave you the tools you need to do it. His job is to make sure you get it done. Yeah. Why does he make three hundred times what we make? Well, that's he's taking the risk. He's put up there. He's he's the one that's on the chopping block. If mm-hmm. you know it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think about that too. So I don't have uh, any employees that are demanding pay raises, mm-hmm. right? But I sometimes have this thought in my head, like if if I had that, mm-hmm. and when they came to me, I'm saying, well, you want a pay raise for exactly what you're doing right now your job yeah so you want me to pay you more to the exact same job what instead of what are you going to bring to earn that extra money like what's that value you yeah. add to where yeah. it continues to grow I, I agree with that you know that's that's a very valid point but anyway you didn't know like when you brought the subject today like how much it really like means to me but it's like mm-hmm. such a big deal to me is to always steer the ship really yeah okay no no not me personally okay. be the one yeah it's the idea of owning a company that the person who owns it steers, and, and we've had that com- and we've yeah. had that conversation about like hey was casual fridays do five years what is that mm-hmm. is there a succession planning and things like that and we've had those conversations and 
I, I guess maybe I see your businesses in the way you run them. And I, and I oftentimes I'm like, man, sometimes I want to pull you up a level out of the details and the KPIs and the, you know, your measurements. But I know that's where your mind is comfortable and it works in that. And I'm like, ah. uh, I think from an outside's perspective, you think there's more than there is. What do you mean? The way you just said, you think that like I'm so involved in that stuff and I'm not. It's not I'm I'm focused on the end and where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm missing something here. It's, that's probably because you're not in the business every yeah, day, right? I'm not, yeah, I'm it's, not in your. I'm not it's in easy your business. to look at other people's business and like because everyone has a perspective of someone else's mm-hmm. stuff differently. And an assumption, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not I'm trying so to upset fun. you there. No, I'm oh, not. Uh, I'm not uh, set. Up, I'm not set uh, upset uh, about it. It's um. It's interesting to hear people's perceived value of like how you look, mm-hmm. but like if you were in my head, right? It's, yeah. Well, and we, that was that was a big thing we had earlier. We're trying to we're saying two different. We're saying the same thing about a you know a project that we're working on, and we're both do we look at things totally different, and it makes the show fun. It makes our friendship fun, but all sometimes it makes our friendship tough because mm-hmm. we have a different way of looking at. It. I'm like. And you don't want to come across like for me, I'm like, okay, well, tell me exactly what you mean. You know, I, I, I'm trying to understand so I can explain it, what's in my head to get it in your head. So we're both simpatico versus a anger or a, you know, because we both could get frustrated. We're like, oh, he's not understanding me. What the heck? Yeah. Well, it's like we were talking about earlier. I didn't know how to explain what I was missing to make it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's, that's our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just tough when you have a business partner and because you can't have two people steering the ship. Yep. Right. And I know that there's going to be a ton of other people out there. I've heard of, um, there's some famous people that I follow in the real estate world who are partners and they came to that conclusion too. It's like, you got to have someone steering the ship and it's okay. Who's going to take, who's going to become the COO then? Mm-hmm. Well, no one who wants to run the business wants to be the COO. They mm-hmm. want to be the one steering the ship. Yeah. And people, that's why businesses break up. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think there's a tactical piece to that and there's a, there, there's also a trust in the idea and the vision of where you're wanting to go and how you want to get there. But there's m- so many ways to do that and how you actually get to that end destination. And you kind of have a, it's a dance. And I, I was reading a book, it's called Leadership. And it was talking about, there was 300 people doing like the tango together. And the conductor that was saying, he's like, you have to, to have all these people doing it at the exact same way and choreographed it's in charge of the leader of the dance party, like the two people dancing. The leader in that must know their partner so well and how to guide them that it makes it all look like it's in unison versus it's all the independent dance couples. So it's just a just an interesting thought. And I think it's fun for us because, A, our business, this business is together, but, you know, the separate businesses we have and how we run those, and they're, and they're different as well, but I think we both know exactly where we're wanting to go with them and moving them to that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how many people in our podcastville have partners that, you know, they they go through these cycles of, hey, this is where we're at now, and it's good for a year, it's good for two years, and it says, okay, hey, well, now we're at that point where maybe this is where I see the business going or this is where I don't, and is did they create enough value to sell the company, or is it somebody gets bought out? Because we had a listener, or I had a client, a consultant client they called, and that's what his him and his partner built, like a note business, it was 150 notes, and then they... He bought, one partner bought the other one out and said, eh, I, that's not what I want to keep doing. And the other guy started chasing some other properties. I could totally see that happening. Yep. I mean, the key is to maintain your relationship. Don't, don't hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Because right? there's always a time where I'm sure even in this, Casual Fries Us, for example, like mm-hmm. you have a vision, I have a vision, as long as we can stay in that s- close mar- enough. Marginally close Right, enough. yeah. It continues to work. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> if not, I'll just shut it down. I don't care. It's not. It's not worth me losing a lifelong friend for. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and really, it's 
the least amount of money that we make. Yes. So for, for right now, it's... <laughs> I'll just meet you for breakfast on, on Saturday or whatever day we're, we're, we're recording. Yeah. So that's the, the fun part. But it is fun getting to share these journeys and these trials and tribulations because the whole podcast, this whole podcast, whether you're leading or you're managing your business, the idea of the new year is coming and you have to make a decision of where you want your company to go and you can't get caught in the everyday. But you do throw a wrench in that, or I say a wrench, you do throw a different kink in that plan when it's not just you by yourself, when you throw in a partner. And, you know, if you add employees and you have two people on top, what their direction is and what the people know what to follow. Mm -hmm. Anything else? No. Good topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we got the point across, so we'll call it right there then. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so it was a solid Monday. Good message, good advice. Do us a favor, guys, while you're out there listening to us. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher. Go to YouTube, like the show, rate the show, and Facebook and Instagram. Let's not forget about them. Go there, give us a like, give us a follow. And I already said it, but just hit it home. Reviews. Reviews and subscribe. All right, guys, that's it. We're going to call it there. Um, have a great Monday. We'll see you Wednesday. See you.